0: On today's show, as you can see, Abby is back, so I'm going to get her caught up on everything that's been happening around here the past few weeks. And the Yankees are home to play the Reds for three games, so we'll preview the series, including the pitching matchups and the batting matchups, all next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Hello, Yankee fans. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Locked on Yankees, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gazzoulias, and I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Ostraco. (laughs) Abby, it's been like a month. Guess who's back? Back again. I know. I
1: (laughs) I, let's see, that was a long Stanley Cup final that I did. Uh, Tampa, Denver, brutal travel, hmm. lots of layovers. Um, and then I came home for like five days and then I had to go to Montreal for the draft. And um, my first day in Montreal, I wasn't in Montreal. You know what I did? I spent eight hours at LaGuardia. Oh. Most of which I actually spent either standing in line or sitting at baggage claim because they made me gate check my bag and then they canceled my flight. And I just really um, I wish they would have let me sit at the bar instead of at baggage claim I was like I I was asking somebody in in baggage I was like can I just postmates something to baggage claim like is that work and he was like I don't know you can try (laughs) and mind you this is the same guy that also tried to give me a different bag he's like are you sure this isn't yours like it's also black and I, I like I pick up the name tag it says Daniel I was like this is not my bag and he's like I think it's yours no I think it's yours Travel right now,
0: guys, is brutal. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've I've seen tons of travel nightmare TikToks and things on yeah. Instagram and everything else, and you know, it's it's actually making me not so sad that I had to cancel my trip to Toronto at the end of uh, August. But yeah, yeah so like, uh, before I got before... through the Stanley
1: Cup Final unscathed, yeah, like very minimal delays, and then my punishment was one eight, was one entire day spent at LaGuardia.
0: That's so. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. No. So I've watched honestly. one
1: baseball game over the last month, and it was um, a Rockies-Guardians game. I said Guardians, not Indians. I went with a bunch of baseball writers. Uh, it was before a you know, Stanley Cup media party that we went to. So that is the only baseball I have watched. So Stacy, is going to fill me in today.
0: I am, yes. Before we do that. Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on every platform, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. And you can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're inching closer and closer to 1300 subscribers. We're almost there. So hit the like button and the bell. So you know when our videos go live and feel free to comment. I've been answering some of your comments and most of you have been nice. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Yankees. So what would you like to know about the last month? Well, there's a really large
1: lead that the Yankees have in the division. Let me tell you, I had expected sort of a lead because I was kind of following, you know, some of the numbers the last few weeks. But like, wow, this is a big double-digit lead.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: what has been the what would you say the key things that have propelled the Yankees to this lead are
0: I would say that scary stretch that I wouldn't shut up about for 3 <laughs> weeks leading up to it they went 12 and 5 mm-hmm. in that 17 game stretch and while they were going 12 and 5 the other teams in the AL East namely the Red Sox were doing just as well or almost better but not gaining any ground because the Yankees were doing so well so even going 5 and 5 on this last road trip didn't hurt the Yankees at all. Splitting with the Red Sox this past weekend didn't hurt the Yankees at all because the Red Sox did not gain any ground because a split was basically keeping them at 14 back. And they lost last night, so now they're even further back. And I still can't believe this is happening. It's, you know, we're getting into the middle of July now and I still don't feel comfortable, but it is nice to see them build up this much of a lead. The thing that shocks me the most though Is how bad toronto's been in the last 10 days they're one in nine they're just they're bad yeah and how well baltimore has been doing baltimore is almost over 500. they're one game away from being 500. the al east could possibly have all five teams above 500 and it's possible with the way some of the other teams are playing and with the way baltimore plays against other teams in the al east all five AL East teams could finish above 500 this season, which is just amazing. Well,
1: but Baltimore's run differential shows that maybe this is, like, run differential is a pretty good indicator of whether or not, a you know, a run is sustainable. Yeah. And maybe 14 run differential, look that's not, like, glaringly bad. Right. You know, not as bad as, as the White Sox or... Like,
0: There's a team that's doing bad that people weren't kind Angels, of...
1: Poor Angels, really. Like, Shohei Otani make the all-star team for
0: position
1: position play as a position player and a pitcher, and still the Angels, just like the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Even worse than the Edmonton Oilers. It's the Oilers get to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Baltimore's run differential says maybe this is not 100% sustainable.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not going to see them. They're not going to be like, you know, they're not going to win 90 games. But I could see them finishing – at least closer to 500 than anyone would have expected them to. Because if they just keep beating up on teams that are around them in the standings, mm-hmm. um, you know, like meaning the angels. And because if you look at the wild card race, they're right there. And with the way the playoffs are expanded a little bit there, yeah, that could be interesting. But yeah, the lead that the Yankees have built up is just shocking. 61 and 25 right now. And on the show Monday, yesterday, I was trying to calm everyone down because I know that the weekend did not work out the way they wanted them to wanted it to. But as I explained earlier, Boston gained no ground. And the funny thing about that was, of course, after Boston, you know, comes back in the two games and it's oh my god, they're back. This is so great. They can compete with anyone. They lose to the Rays 10-5 <laughs> last night. So it's just uh the yankees are doing really well against the al east that's a key um eight and four against toronto nine and four against the orioles which is a big difference from last year seven and three against the rays only four and three against the red sox it's back they have a lot more games against the red sox including this weekend coming up and the red sox are under 500 against every al east team so far now the numbers are not the same they haven't played them as much but that's still a big difference. And during the Astros series, I was mentioning how I care more about in division. I don't care about how the Yankees do against the Astros in the regular season. You know, the Astros aren't exactly beating up on the Yankees. So I'm not worried about that. It's the in division thing. And right now, the Yankees are doing what they need to do and beating their in division opponents and keeping that lead big. So unless they really screw up, they're not going to lose it. <laughs> Yeah. At least
1: that's how I have to write it for a piece now. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: okay, well, the Yankees have the highest OPS in baseball. Why are you, why are you still nervous?
0: I'm nervous about the pitching, just because, okay. you know, Tyone has been awful the last few starts. His last really good start was that eight-inning start against the Angels, and then he kind of fell off a cliff. Nestor Cortez has rebounded a bit since his run of bad starts um you know i didn't think the pitching performances especially that one run that they had where they were just unstoppable was sustainable the pitching is scaring me slightly i think cashman will probably make a move at the deadline to get a pitcher or an outfielder or maybe both we'll see what happens because we'll see what they do with Joey Gallo, because he's not doing anything. Um,
1: I was saving my question about Joey Gallo for later. I will. I will save my question. Yes. For Joey okay. Gallo for <laughs> later segment, because I still have questions. Because
0: yeah. I'm just um, trying to get caught up. Actually, let's let's we'll get into the next segment in a moment. We'll keep this up because I know you have plenty of questions because <laughs> it's it's been a while. And uh, but before we do that. Uh, I'm very excited about this because Bilt Bar has made a coconut brownie chunk puff. The coconut brownie chunk bar is one of the best Built Bars I've tasted. And it's right under mint brownie for me. Like almost a negligible difference. Like, I mean, it is so good. So now it's a puff, which means it's in marshmallow form. I'm so excited, but they're only here for a limited time, so you have to go to Bilt.com right now to make sure that you don't miss out on them because they're gonna go fast and because they taste amazing. The best part about the Bilt Puffs, besides tasting amazing, you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat. They're perfect when you have a craving or when you need to satisfy your sweet tooth or if you need a healthy snack, I tend to eat them either just before I work out or right after I work out. It's delicious coconut. Sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. So stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com right now to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. All right. What other questions do you have about the Yankees?
1: How are we feeling about Joey Gallo right now? I'm so upset.
0: I'm just (laughs) upset because I just really was hoping that he would get things going. You know, and I mentioned this with, I believe it was Ethan of Locked On Pirates last week because I know I wasn't talking to myself. I believe I was talking to someone else. The thing that disappoints me about Joey Gallo is, on the Yankees, he's not expected to be the guy. There are a bunch of the guys on the team. He's not the one expected to carry them necessarily like he was when he was with Texas. And they were kind of, you know, well, they're still at the bottom of the AL West. And, you know, almost the bottom now because the A's are absolutely horrible. Um, He's not expected to be the guy. And he's putting so much pressure on himself that it feels like that's what he's expecting of himself. And it's just every time I think he's going to turn things around. It doesn't happen. And it's disappointing because I was really hoping for lots of Joey Gallo home runs into the short porch. And, you know, he's at 10, but so is Matt Carpenter. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, the Yankees do have a bunch of guys with double digit home runs. I mean, who the hell expected Matt Carpenter to be one of them? But yeah, I'm disappointed. Um I think maybe Joey Gallo just needs to be somewhere else. Um I feel like you know, there's some instances where playing in New York just doesn't work out for a guy. And you know, we've had enough of a sample size. Now it's almost a year where it's just, it's not working out for work him. Out.
1: Uh, the one that comes to mind in this situation for me is Sonny Gray. Oh Yeah. Sonny Gray really, he, he did not, he was not the same pitcher in New York that he was in, in Oakland, you know, been in Cincinnati. since, yeah, he's been fine in Cincinnati. I would not say he's been like, you know he wasn't what he was early in his career, but it, no one's expecting him to be what he was early in his career. He just he wasn't the same pitcher in New York, and I think part of that maybe was, I mean, look, this might be apples to oranges because he's a pitcher, but I don't, the, the AL East didn't suit him. Um, he's a shorter guy; his delivery it, it just didn't work out in this division, and it was okay. He's, he's been okay in uh, the a, or NL Central. And he's been more than okay. He's been good. Yeah. But he, he was sort of that typical, okay, he did not work out as a Yankee. He needs a change of scenery player. Yeah. And Joey Gallo could be that, – that's some recent comp that comes to my mind. There are others. Oh, yeah. we've talked about many times, sometimes this team just doesn't work out for you. Yeah. It's a tough place to play. It's a tough division. And, like, I mean, the divisions – everyone might be over 500, as Stacey just mentioned. I just learned that today. <laughs> but um, – yeah, that's the recent comp that I can kind of think of that maybe needs... God, what is going on with my air conditioner? I hope nobody else can hear that now that I just mentioned everyone's probably looking for it or yeah. listening
0: for it. I don't hear anything, so I think okay, it's fine. Again. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the people listening to the podcasts realize that it's summer, and if we were in rooms without air, we would probably, you know, at least faint. So... um you know, it's going to happen. There's going to be noise in the background. Uh, f- for me, there was a helicopter flying around before we, we went live, which I was like, uh, "Is someone on the loose or something? Are they looking for a criminal that's escaped somewhere? What is happening around here?"
1: Well, I just expect your cats to always be in the background.
0: Yeah, no, she's sleeping right now, Sleepy-peed. so we're okay.
1: Sleepy. That's the one, and Hannah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I yes. I don't
1: know all of their names. Please don't me. Uh-huh. Please don't. I know more about baseball right now than I do about your cats' names. I have a hard enough time with names anyway. You have a lot of cats to learn their names. And I've been in a position the last month where I've had to learn a lot of new names. And it's been, you know, a lot. So no offense to Stacey's cats. But I'm not going to learn all their names right away. I will <laughs> eventually. Ah. Not right now, though. Sweet Pea and Hannah are the two that I can think of.
0: Yeah. The two of the girls. Yeah, there's there's a third girl, Lucy, who hangs out in my mother's room. But uh, yeah, and they Hannah's the only one that hangs out with all the boys. She's she's a tough one. She likes beating them up because she's the youngest in the house. She has like the full reign. So funny. Um, anything else from this last month that you need to ask me about that you can think of Yankees related or baseball related? I mean, you know, we were talking about the you were talking about the Angels.
1: Keeping all the American League, I guess. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the All Star. Let's talk about the All Star game.
0: Sure, there we go. So Yankees have six guys going so far. Yeah. You never know because people drop out all the time, and they they still have some more people that you can possibly stick in there. Mike Michael King is one. Um, even Glaber Torres, he's having a good year. So if someone drops out of the infield or you know, because some guys either injury issues or, you know, I don't feel like going issues, which is understandable because some guys would opt for the rest. Um, you know what? I said this on yesterday's show. I said as much as I like the Yankees being represented because it's cool. It's been a while since they've had this many guys in the All-Star break. I kind of want them to rest. But as I mentioned before, that really brutal stretch that they have every Monday off this month. So they have off days built into the rest of the schedule. It's not as bad. Yeah. As it was in June. So I'm not that worried about it. But I'm excited for the first timers. The Yankees put out videos. Clay Holmes was so just like, cool. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. His reaction. Like, I, and I said on yesterday's show, I didn't expect him to jump up and down and scream. But at least Jose Trevino looked like he was about to cry. because but Jose Trevino
1: is a really expressive guy to begin with.
0: That's true. That's true. Clay Holmes is just kind of like, even when you watch his post-game interviews, he's very...
1: He's kind of even keel. He's just kind of like...
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But,
1: I mean, Jose Trevino has been really fun to watch this year, in part because you see some of his post-game press conferences, and he is, like, a really excitable, like, emotional kind of guy, and that's that's got to play well in the clubhouse, too, I'd imagine. I mean normally I'd have a better feel for these things, but I <laughs> been in the Yankees clubhouse once this, this year. I actually was thinking of going to the all-star game and like covering the all-star game for a couple of reasons. One, well, I mean me, like my LA connections, like I am going to California a couple of times this summer to see family. But I was like, well, this is a good way to also catch me up on things. Cause now I've got to like switch gears and, and jump right back into baseball, not just for the show, but, you know, editorially as well. Right. Uh, but I'm tired and I'm burnt out and I'm not going to California right away because I've been traveling so much that I just want to be in my own bed for a little bit. Yeah. So I will be watching the uh, fanfare from home, which is fine. I've been to Dodger Stadium a million times in my life. It's a special place. It's the first place I ever covered a major league game. But um, I'm going to watch it from my room and I'm actually maybe more excited about that.
0: Yeah. 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 I've only so been to Dodger Stadium work. once, and I got one of the worst sunburns on my face ever because I'm a dumbass. And I, did I not wear sunscreen at all? I can't even remember. It was 20 years ago. But yeah, that was not smart. We were in right field, six rows back from the low fence, right by the Diamondbacks uh, bullpen where my brother was, I told the story, uh, yeah. heckling oh. them. And yeah, I woke up the next day and I was like, oh my god <gasps> what did I do to myself it was really bad it actually ruined the rest of my trip because I didn't want to be seen in public with a red face because it was literally like yeah it was bad but I loved Dodger Stadium I Beautiful. was so excited to be there and you know we parked at the top and we walked out and mm-hmm. I was just like because oh, I'd I seen see it, in it on TV LA, like on
1: a clear day you can see all the way down to the ocean sometimes from the I general
0: hospital I was like, like oh my god this is so Holland cool
1: sign. Yeah, um, and it's like, look, it's it is kind of a crazy atmosphere sometimes, especially if you sit out in left field or like there's a lot of fights in the parking lot. Mm. Uh, but the views the views are pretty spectacular, especially on a really clear day. And the sunset hits; it's like one of the best ballparks I've ever seen a sunset at. Like Dodger Stadium and Pittsburgh are, I think, are probably the two like least for me like best sunset angles. I guess. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty great. Um, I know the Yankees were in Pittsburgh recently because I saw Lindsay Adler posting from Pittsburgh and uh, having covered not the national league. That's always one of my favorite places to go. I would encourage Yankees, you know, but it's not going to be for
0: another few years that they're in
1: Pittsburgh. So yes. <laughs> just, you know, go to Pittsburgh, see a game. The Tickets not to be cheap right now.
0: Yeah. I know a few people who were there for both games, um, my brother was supposed to try and go, but then his friend couldn't go. And my brother's like, well, I'm not driving seven hours by myself to go to Pittsburgh. And I wasn't going either. I'm like, now I'm not going to be in a car for seven hours. So, um,
1: yeah, but yeah that's mean, one of those stadiums no, that
0: there, I want to go to.
1: You really should go to like in the grand ballpark rankings. It's up there. It's definitely a top 10 ballpark. And I know we've gotten away now from some Yankees discussions, but I do love I, I like I geek out over ballparks in general because they're so unique like hockey rinks aren't that unique to me sometimes like Montreal where I just was for the draft that's a pretty unique one but like it's just not like baseball where every park has its own little quirks that you know the dimensions are different sort with of the playing field the dimensions are and I just I, I love like the little unique aspects of ballparks that make them what they are and I love Yankee Stadium for what it is, but like I just love talking. I I could go on and on for days about some of my favorite ballparks. Sorry, Yankee fans, but you should definitely go to Pittsburgh though just to see a game. The, like tickets have to be cheap. The Pirates are out of it again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of teams that aren't really, you know, doing much, but don't overlook them. We're going to preview the Yankees Red Series, which begins tonight. In the Bronx, three games because the Reds just swept the Rays. So, you know, it's one of those seasons where bad teams are doing surprising things, but then also being bad for most of the time. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. So we're going to look at all the matchups and tell you all you need to know about the Reds. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait for the person behind the counter while they order the parts on their computer, but choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need, from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, then write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So, Yankees, Reds, kind of disappointed that they're not playing in Cincinnati because I like watching, you know, as you said. Going to Pittsburgh is a cool experience, but I also like watching the Yankees playing in places that they don't normally get to play in. And, you know, that ballpark is definitely a hitter's park. Um, it's Cincinnati. definitely a hitter's
1: park. It's a nice little park. That's another one that I recommend you. They recommend great American ballpark is like, I hate to use this term, but it's like, it's a cute little park, but it kind of is like, it's, you know, it's right on the river and there's, I, I just, I enjoy that ballpark as well. And yeah, that is sort of like the, the fun part about interleague is that you get to see some parks that maybe you wouldn't normally see and see your team play against some teams that they don't normally go up against. And this is one that I'm sure the Yankees, man, it's just like another opportunity to, to cushion that lead.
0: As I said, (laughs) as I said on yesterday's show, it'd be nice if the Yankees treated the Reds like they treated the Cubs a few weeks ago and just sweep them, just, just sweep them. Um, So tonight's matchup, 7.05 at the stadium, uh, no streaming or anything like that. It's on Yes, so you can watch it. It is Graham Ashcroft against Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole had some issues in his last start, namely Rafael Devers, which was the only issue because he provided all the runs that the Red Sox scored in that game. And as I said on the day when I recapped it, two pitches, in nearly the same spot, not in the zone. Devers got to them. He's just that kind of a hitter. He has Garrett Cole's number. I'm not worried about Garrett Cole tonight. I'm just not. He's 8-2 with a 3.26 ERA, 124 strikeouts. And Ashcroft is 4-2 with a 4.35 ERA, 29 strikeouts. And that is in nine games, 49 two-third innings of work. Now, Ashcroft, in his last game, actually did well against the Mets on July 6th. Six innings, two runs, 10 hits, didn't get a decision. Um, And as I said, Cole had the game against the Red Sox and namely Rafael Devers. So um, as for matchups, not a lot of experience for the players against well, all right, the Yankees have never faced Ashcroft. Now, for the guys on the Reds against Cole, Joey Votto has faced him 24 times. He's only batting 208. He has three runs batting, batted in. Now, Tommy Pham has hit a home run against Cole in 18 at-bats. He's batting five hundred, so he does hit him, and he has four runs batted in, but no one else has really faced him. So it's going to be one of those interesting nights where the Yankees haven't faced the pitcher the Reds have barely faced Garrett Cole, and we'll see how that works out for all involved. Um, did you hear anything about Cole's last
1: <laughs> start? I mean, I saw angry Yankee fans on Twitter.
0: <sighs> you
1: know, I but went sometimes through everything. how I, like, figure out what's going on is, like, who's mad at what. Right, like, right. Like, I just, I, I want to see, I mean, that is a good indication of, like, like, for me as a reporter, like what the fans are sort of paying attention to, like I want to give them things that they're interested in. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, the fans of every fan base, it's a little over, a little overblown, but I generally want to give people things that they would, are interested in it. That they'd like to read. So sometimes I, I take a gander on the old, uh, the old Twitters and I saw that, that they were upset with Garrett Cole.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I it didn't was, really
1: think specifics, but
0: it was, uh, It was interesting. (laughs) So tomorrow is Mike Miner against Luis Severino. Again, no streaming or anything like that. It's on yes. Mike Miner is one and six with a 6.63 ERA. And that is in seven starts, 38 innings. His last start was against Pittsburgh on the seventh. He went six and one-third innings, gave up four runs on five hits, two walks. He did have eight strikeouts, but he got the loss. Actually, he's gotten the loss in his last three starts. Not surprising because he's only one in six, so it's not like he's, um, it's not like he's doing well this season. But the Reds as a whole are not doing well this season. As for Yankee hitters, uh, Giancarlo Stanton in 23 at-bats against Minor is batting 304 with four home runs and seven runs batted in. Now, Joey Gallo has a home run against Mike Miner in six at-bats. He's batting 333, so you might see him in the lineup. And Matt Carpenter in 12 at-bats is batting 583 against Minor with one home run and two runs batted in. So, yeah, you might see something like that. Um, Boone might be like, oh, hey, look at the matchups. Maybe we should put these guys in. Luis Severino, 5-3 and three with a 3.11 ERA, 94 strikeouts. Still looking pretty good. I was worried about his usage just because he's coming back from what seems like decades of injury, even though it's only really like a year and a half. But still, it's, you know, you get worried at this time of year when... You get down to the dog days of summer, and it's, now it's just permanently hot. We don't have, like, oh, there's a cool front coming. No, it's just going to um. be 80s and 90s until the end of August. And so far, so good with Luis Severino, health-wise and, health-wise and performance-wise. I don't want to jinx him. Because <laughs> that, you know, I, I keep doing that. Now, no one's really faced him on the Reds. Um, Vado has two at-bats. Um, Brandon Drury is two at bats they're all like two or three at bats and nothing really doing there so um, you know the whole not seeing guys thing like sometimes it works in teams' favors and other times it doesn't depending on the pitcher you know like you have those games where you think oh if a guy's coming into it with an ERA north of five the Yankees should beat him up and then sometimes the Yankees get shut down by a guy like that so you never know That's the beauty of baseball, really. Um, You never know what's going to happen. And then tomorrow, oh, it's another night game. Okay, so I guess the Reds aren't going too far. uh, (laughs) So they don't have to have a getaway day. So Thursday's start is Luis Castillo, who's in a lot of trade conversations because a lot of Yankee fans would like to shore up the starting rotation. And Luis Castillo is one of those people that the Yankees are like, or Yankee fans are drooling for and hoping the Yankees will try and get before the trade deadline. So it's Luis Castillo against Nestor Cortez. Castillo is three and four with a two nine, two ERA 74 strikeouts. Obviously the three and four is probably not his fault. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's pro- yeah, it's probably the team's fault. And yes, his last two starts, seven innings, both times, only one run, four hits against Tampa, six hits against Atlanta, didn't get the decision in either of those starts. And on the 28th against the Cubs, he went six innings, didn't give up a run, gave up five hits, struck out 11, and got the decision. Um, and then Cortez, as I said earlier, is rebounding a bit from, he had like two or three starts where he was looking iffy. Now, we weren't expecting Cortez to keep up the pace that he was on the first month and a half of the season. This isn't surprising, but he hasn't completely fallen off a cliff like Jamison Tyone so far. So that's good. He is 7-3 with a 2.74 ERA. So his ERA is still under 3. That's 16 games, 16 starts, 88 and two-third innings. He has 95 strikeouts in those 88 and two-third innings. You know, kind of rough start against Boston. Only three and two-third innings, four runs, eight hits. So he had two kind of okay starts against Cleveland and the Astros. Boston he had trouble with, so we'll see which Nestor Cortez shows up on Thursday. Hopefully it's well, the previous one.
1: <laughs> I will finally be turning my attention back to baseball and watching and, you know, going into games and even writing about games again, which I am looking forward to in the next few weeks uh been a long fun ride with hockey but it's uh it's baseball time so
0: yeah
1: stacy won't have to catch me up for too much longer but appreciate everybody hanging in there with me while i
0: uh you know did my hockey job get acclimated back to baseball yeah i mean um, i'm
1: looking forward to it like i'm i'm i might be going to a game this weekend with my cousin who's in town from california he's from upstate new york um so stays earlier one of the upstate italians so he's a big yankee fan um our dad's are man this just shows how uncreative the italians are my dad's name is Vincent Paul his cousin's name is Paul Vincent and their dad's <gasps> names were Paul and Vincent <gasps>
0: My brother is James Vincent because my grandpas were, well, all right. My Greek grandfather was Demetrios, but that's James in Greek. And my Irish grandfather was Vincent, but my Italian great grandfather was Vincenzo. So yes, those names are.
1: So um, it is uh, my uncle Paul Vincent's son coming out here. And um, I think maybe some of our other cousins might come down as well. And I don't know them very well, so that should be fun. But uh, I got a couple of stories I'm working on in the next few weeks that are baseball related. And it's like, my mindset's sort of changed. NHL free agency opens tomorrow, but then like we're done for the summer. And so I'm already like looking at, you know, ERAs and spray charts and stat cast and I'll take some time off, but I'm looking forward to getting back into baseball.
0: Yay. And as for me, still haven't been to a game yet, but, um, before COVID, I had a 22-year old-timers' day streak, and I don't want to, I don't count it as the streak being over because COVID made it so there wasn't an old-timers' day for how many years. So the streak will continue if I make it to old-timers' day at the end of the month. Hopefully I will. Um, so that's what I'm gearing towards. Hopefully I will make it to old-timers' day. Um, for the rest of the week, we're going to do a post- series review with Locked On Reds. This is a new thing we're trying at Locked On. Instead of doing series previews with the other hosts, although I did do one with Ethan, we're doing post-game reviews. Hopefully it'll be a good review for the Yankees against the Reds. So look for that on Friday. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Abby and I would like to remind you that you can listen to the show in apple podcasts google podcasts odyssey spotify stitcher or anywhere else you get your podcasts you can watch and subscribe to us on youtube again like and comment and click the bell notification so you know when our videos go up and when you get into your car tell your smart device to play podcast locked on mlb prospects Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. You can watch our crossover. It went up late last night, or I guess technically early this morning. So look for that on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Tuesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow
1: so